So, Robin, how's the book going? Slowly but surely. <laughs> this is right place, right time, and right now we're uh, struggling, but surviving. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're both having a very busy month. <laughs> yeah, so tell me about your whole nano thing. How's that going? Okay, so I did a good job of starting nano on the right foot, but unfortunately that foot quickly like lost balance and <laughs> it did not last very long. So a few complications came up and I kind of got off track. I may still get a bit more done this month, but it's very unlikely I'll make the goal. And I'm honestly like so distracted by other things that I'm not worrying about it <laughs> that's good um i did learn some things though i decided to use my uh, you know idea of daily prompts and apply it to my um revision of my DD novel instead of my new you know concept i was thinking of doing as in my new story concept um the first few days i focused on significant characters and kind of where they are at the beginning of the story like each day i would kind of take a character and be like okay how are they feeling at the beginning of the story how are they relating to the world like kind of that kind of stuff like sort of like where are they mentally and sort of physically i guess at the beginning of the story and then i have prompts that i didn't get to yet but towards the end of the month that we're going to be like okay where are they by the end of the story that's awesome <laughs> to kind of like yeah i thought it would be a fun way to parallel like character growth and stuff to, or i mean like to to show character growth kind of like where do you start and where do you end? And then, you know, you're going to have to kind of figure out the, the journey. Um, yeah. But seeing those, like, roadmap points, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You're you're mapping out their um, character arc beats. And I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed it, what I did of it. Uh, <laughs> it was really interesting. I think I really like this kind of as a, a method for outlining. Um, I did find that the daily word goal for Nano, which is about um, 1667 words, 1667 words, is a bit much for the kind of like little prompts I was giving myself. So what I ended up doing is I'd spend like half or maybe a third of that word count just, you know, kind of free associating <laughs> about stuff. And then I'd actually spend the rest of the word count just sort of writing like prose snippets about the characters. Oh, um, awesome. Little practice writing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if any of that prose will actually make it into the book, um, but it was kind of just fun to play around with it, try and like test out some different voices and kind of get a feel for characters that way. Yeah, I think that it's like we we really because we read books, right? We sort of try to imagine how you write that book, like what is the efficient mm -hmm. way to get the product that we read and forget that there's so much experimentation and false starts and all of these, like, as you said, like trying out different voices like that's actually so much of the work of writing <laughs> and it isn't for every person in every book all the time but it is enough of the time for enough things that it's mm -hmm. like yeah yeah like we can sit here and come up with like perfect plans for how to get to an end product but that's assuming you know exactly what that end product is supposed to be and a lot of the time you're going to get really fascinating groundbreaking results when you i don't know let yourself break some new ground ever <laughs> it's great <laughs> yeah. i love that you're doing this it's it's especially helpful with this book where part of the thing I'm struggling with is that I'm going to have to come up with basically two new voices because I'm writing two alternating first person voices instead of 
you know, uh, fairly close third, which is what I'd been doing before. Yeah. So it's it's kind of useful in that way, especially for this project, because I really need to figure those voices out. Or it's just like I keep kind of stalling when I don't have the voices there. Absolutely. Um, one thing I did discover um, in you know the the prompts that I did is that I have I know one of my main characters much better than the other. So I have like a female main character, a male main character. Her part was easy, but when I got to the other character, I felt just kind of stuck in his stuff. And I mean, I've struggled with his trajectory a bit from the beginning. And I know I mentioned this before, but his story or this story that I've you know expanded into a novel started out as a short story I wrote for a writing class. And that short story was primarily about the main, the male main character um, and kind of his little arc, which meant I gave him a little plot art that fit into like 15 pages or, you know, whatever the short story was. And I liked it. I, I thought it was a good, solid little short story, but I've really struggled with then expanding that arc to fit into a full book. And I think what really needs to happen is I just need to give up on some of the things that like worked in the short story, but don't work in the novel length arc because they're just so granular that they're just not fitting with what the overall plot of the book is. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I like a lot of things from his little story um, and they may kind of come up, but I think that they need to, I need to expand way beyond that and drop a few things so that I can focus on him with more of like a year of story instead of like a couple weeks of story. Yeah. And just getting to know that character, like, I think just planning that all of that out, whether mm. it, like you won't know what you're going to need to use until you've sort of laid some of that groundwork for him. Yeah, yeah. And another thing I discovered was the background for one of my side characters, who is kind of almost an antagonist. And I really wanted to see where she fits into everything, like from her perspective, because she's not a perspective character or is not going to be a perspective character in the actual book. And it was a kind of fun experience to just sort of look at things from her perspective and try and figure out like why she's doing the things that she's doing that are causing trouble for other people, like what's going on from her perspective. Yeah. Anytime I've ever been stuck in writing, and I, I'm sure we've even kind of brought this up, like one of the things that I can always be reminded to do that will always help is to look at the whole story from the antagonist's perspective. Because mm -hmm. um, it yeah. really helps to make sure that their actions make sense and are like what a person would do who had the goals they have, as opposed to just throwing in obstacles for the protagonist for no reason. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like I don't, I don't love things that do that. Um, and especially for something as grounded as what you're writing, this antagonist is not a bad person. She's just a kid. Yeah. And it's yeah. really, really good to understand her really deeply because like she's not, she's nothing she's doing is like everything she's doing makes sense for her. Yeah. Yeah. And in many ways, I haven't quite decided like how negative she actually is. Like the things that are happening can definitely be interpreted as pretty bad, but like, I don't know that she is actually making the choices because she's full of hate or if she's making the choices because she is full of guilt or just confused or like, I kind of need to, I think solidify more what's happening from her perspective and decide like how much I want her to be, you know, antagonistic as opposed to just sort of like a, uh, you know, stumbling block or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. I, I do intend to keep going um, after November. Um, I think that kind of this is going to help me with the draft. Um, maybe I'll write, you know, less than the nano word count for each one, because I don't know that each prompt is going to need that much writing. Yeah. Um, but I'm sort of, my tentative goal is to kind of work on that over the next uh, like month and a half and 
try to start actually revising in the new year, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty great. You know, this is like helpful and sustainable prompts that will build your project instead of just a big one month push. Like, totally excellent. So if you hear any barking, um, we had to do a quick pause in our recording because a dog came and joined Lucy out of nowhere and had to be, <laughs> had to be very gently dismissed and is now protesting in the hallway, I think. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm not sure how he got in. My door was closed. I think he just pushed it open. I, I kind of like saw the door open in the I can, I can see Lucy on Zoom while <laughs> recording. And I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah, no, at, at the same time, it's funny because, like, Lucy has dog trouble and I am using my rats as who are on my lap as, like, a um, microphone stand at the moment. And they're very tolerant of it because they Aww. like that they're snuggling with me. So Babies. <laughs> All right. So, Robin, how are you going on your various goals? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my life is such a mess right now. Um but I actually did make some breakthroughs in writing my novel. Um, last month, I actually sat down and made that absurd spreadsheet, right? Of like ghost facts and themes. <laughs> um, yeah. And that actually helped me connect with, to, to bring it back to our terms, the heart of the story. But I also had some advice from my agent about the bones of the story, making sure that the time period was baked into the plot. So I set about writing a new intro to the book that did just that. And it also introduced one of the main characters and the supernatural elements immediately, which really opened the whole book up for me. Yay! Feeling, yeah, feeling like I have a stronger opening has made it easier for me to, you know, like, viciously revise <laughs> the rest of the book as I'm going forward, too, because I've, like, set a new tone. Other than that, my time has been very compromised this month, too. Um, Like, I am working on a draft of a picture book. I have two picture book manuscripts that still need to be um, heavily rewritten and revisited. I had I did an entire um, like comic pitch that is now going out into the world and getting some feedback. And like <laughs> everything's on fire. And and I'm about to go do Emerald City Comic Con, which is horrifyingly in December for stupid COVID reasons. And I'm just <laughs> I'm pretty emotionally done with the world, but I'm <laughs> actually progressing with all my projects and i'm no longer stuck and in despair like i kind of was all summer yay yeah which is kind of the topic that we're gonna talk about right we have struggling <laughs> yeah. but surviving is kind of like that's what we're gonna do today uh, mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about our struggle and how we how we are surviving through it because like this summer i struggled with the most intense burnout of my life i have been depressed I mean, I, I, I have struggled with depression my whole life, and I, I've had a couple times that Lucy has lived through, unfortunately <laughs> for her, where I was depressed on a level that was, like, non-functional. Um, but even in that time, it wasn't this kind of burnout. I just didn't take joy in anything I'd been taking joy in. I didn't have any goals and ambitions or any thoughts, and I wanted to have those things, but I just could not access any creative parts of my brain Maybe once a week I could draw something. I did execute existing designs and goals because I had a lot of, I have like a lot of really good work habits I've built up over many, many years of struggling with depression. Um, but it was miserable and I didn't even understand how miserable it was when I was in it. Mm, Which I mean, yeah. I knew I was incredibly miserable, but I didn't know why. 
I couldn't quite describe what I was going through because not having any joy associated with my work and projects like meant I couldn't remember what it was like to have that other than a vague yearning for it. And it sucked. <laughs> but I pulled out of it. Um, somewhat because I did actually leave town and spend a few days visiting Editor Will's folks on the coast and like absorbed some nature and got out of my head and saw the ocean, <laughs> which is important. Um, <laughs> and partially because I did get agent and editorial feedback that reminded me that like my life and career were real and still happening, even <laughs> if I just couldn't feel it for a while. And it sucks that both of those things have a very external aspect. Like, I can't be sure either of those things would be possible. I didn't have control over making them happen. And that's <laughs> depression, baby. Like, that's burnout. You just don't have much control, and it means things feel hopeless and unchanging and miserable. Asking for help doesn't always work. But having someone reach out can help a lot. And learning how to respond to someone reaching out when you're hurting and in a bad place to respond, look, it's really, really hard. And... I wasn't good at it when I was a college kid, and I've gotten a little better about it now. And I'm honestly really lucky that this passed as quickly as it did. So this struggle with burnout, too much work with too little... I, I don't know. So this struggle with burnout, I, I think of it as also maybe being caused a bit by too much work with too little payout, physically or emotionally. Mm -hmm. It just emptied out whatever reserves of, like, physically, I think maybe actual neural synapses were not firing right. And, and emotionally, it's just so much fatigue for making decisions, being faced with the absolute awful state of the world and fear for the future, and no concept of whether I'm making it towards my goals and anything's going to work out. And this sounds absurd to and this may sound absurd to say in a year where I had a book release, but remember, it was a book release where I had to do anything for it that happened online on Zoom. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to put this book in kids' hands and talk to them about it and see their drawings and do school visits like that just didn't happen. So the other part of how I survived, the part I had any control over at all, was the habit of trying to keep doing things for future me, even if the future was a dark and blurry vision. Mm. And that kind of helped. Even if it didn't help end the suffering and the struggle, which it didn't, it helped me have anything left when I did finally pull out of it. Mm. But that's not the only kind of struggle that's really smacked us this year, because last year was full of paralyzing emotions and horrors too. But this year, both of our, like, busyness levels just hit ridiculous highs. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> and I mean, I feel like I'm kind of in that burnout you were describing right now. Maybe not quite as extreme, but um, kind of, like, for a few different reasons. Uh, I was getting really pumped for Nano, but a new job opportunity presented itself, which is great. But on top of everything else, it was kind of enough to completely distract my brain from... It was like the one, like I, I didn't have room for one more thing. I had to like shuffle a thing aside and yeah. <laughs> ended up being writing. Yeah. Um, like I usually like to write before bed, but that requires this rush of energy after dinner to propel me off my couch or kitchen table or whatever and back to my computer. Sometimes this is easy. Sometimes it feels impossible. <laughs> yeah. And this whole term has been kind of hard and I'm not entirely sure why. Oh, there may be puppy noises. Oh, well, <laughs> I think part of it is that I had a really fun summer, but I didn't get nearly as many things done as I was hoping to. I did do things that were important for my soul, like visiting family and relaxing a bit, but it meant that there were so many things at the end of summer that were just like still on the old to-do list and are still there. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm also very aware of the countdown to graduation, which for me is in June. Oh, yeah. It's it's so near and yet so far, and I'm eager to be there, but I'm also really stressed about the whole idea of job hunting, and yet it's too early for me to really do anything productive <laughs> about that stress. Um, although, it looks like I'll be taking on some freelancing, which kind of mitigates that a bit. Like, it makes me busier in like the now time, but less stressed about the future, because it means ideally I'll at least have something when I graduate to kind of yeah, help pay those bills while I maybe find a full-time thing or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Like, I, I am, as much as it derailed some things, it, it is going to help long-term. And, and that's kind of like what I was talking about, about like, sometimes you're doing things for future you, even if it kind of sucks for current you. And like, you can't live in that place all the time. But <laughs> being able to do that, just like having any habit surrounding that, like, it, it helps long-term. Yeah. So overall, I'm just feeling very distracted from my creativity. Like you, you kind of said that you like just couldn't act activate that part of your brain or access that part of your brain, and I, I kind of feel that now. <laughs> like I love my projects, but I don't really have that drive to be working on them. And I know as a professional, I should be able to push through that, but there are so many more immediately important things that I am pushing to get done already, and there's just only so much energy or, or brain space or whatever, or hours in the day. <laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> And sometimes you really need to be shutting your brain off for a few hours instead of doing yet another thing. So right now I'm watching sitcoms and trying to think about my characters when I can. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, putting stuff in will help you be a person as well as helping mm. you be able to write things and like get stuff out. You're a human in transition, not a broken writing machine. I'm glad you had fun and hope that this will feel fun again very soon. You're no less a professional for using some of your limited time to recover and connect with people rather than just pushing and pushing. It'll be there when you're ready. And revising takes forever anyway. So it's not <laughs> like uh, it's not like you gotta gotta race that. <laughs> you're gonna yeah, be in that, that marathon no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. And I do have to remember that like I only have two more terms and some change or whatever, and then it will be a much different situation. Like I'll have new and different stresses, but I will not quite be trying to juggle as many balls and I at least probably won't have this like every three months your schedule is completely upended and changes and you have to adjust on the fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get to find some stability and build like habits that will make you happier. Yeah, which I'm excited for. I just kind of have to like get through the, the in-between time. <laughs> yeah, the transitioning. Right, Lucy, your homework is to focus on getting through this term and the holidays in one piece while keeping room in your brain for your characters to flourish and wait for their moment. Okay, <laughs> and Robin, your homework is to keep revising and using this roadmap that you have now found. And I know I got to read your outline and I'm pumped to read the actual story, so you have to write it. <laughs> yes. Please. <laughs> yes, I will I will find the time to do this, I promise. Like I'm very excited about it. I just need just gotta gotta finish this uh picture book revision and 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 finish Emerald City and then then I have some time and I really <laughs> am feeling that Twilight Zone episode with the like please let this not be when I break my glasses uh literally or metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, and I think really both of our homework is just get through the now and then focus on yeah. the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
basically uh, said to each other. <laughs> yeah. On that note, we'll probably not be doing an episode in December because we're going to take a little bit of break for holidays and end of term and traveling and people and everything. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for joining us in the right place, which is wherever you happen to be. At the right time, which is whatever time you've got. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter at RightPlacePod or on our individual Twitter accounts at Lucian Bookman and at Robin Robinsonia. Happy writing!